0: It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories.
1: An early childhood taxing district, what on earth is that?
0: The latest in politics and world affairs.
1: I don't think that we should be passing legislation that is so complicated that people kind of throw up their hands and say, oh, I can't understand it.
0: Today's current opinions
1: and ideas. It is not fair that just because you're a big business that you get a break on this and the little guy doesn't.
0: Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation.
1: Indeed, let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, you're valued, you have purpose. Today's drive for excellence, take care of your heart, your soul, your mind and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. Thank you to the team I work with. That's producer Steve, producer Luke, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Echo, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Friday to you, producer Steve.
2: Another Friday, April 14th.
1: April 14th, my gosh. You know, tax day,
2: you know, when the 15th happens on the weekend, then tax day usually happens that following Monday. But I'm getting wind that tax day is actually going to be deferred until Tuesday because of some goofball holiday. I need to find out what that's all about.
1: I think that's true. I don't know what the holiday is either, so I guess you could check that out. But yeah, I think tax day is the 18th. Don't take our word for that, though. Uh, You will want to confirm that, but I think that is, in fact, the case. And we've got a big show planned for you today. Second hour, we're going to have Open Line Friday. So this is our first new experiment on this, so I want to hear from you. And I've got some things for to, for us to talk about as well. But that will be second hour and that will be starting at the second segment. So three full segments of that. And uh, we want to hear from you. I guess actually we could start it earlier. We'll see how this whole thing goes. Uh, But um, uh, you guys have asked for it. And so you're here. We are. We're going to deliver. But wanted to get to our quote for the day. Uh, Helen Raleigh will be on as our featured guest in segments three and four today and of course she's written a book Confucius never said she immigrated from China and she's become a a national media go-to regarding comments on China and in fact she just recently published a piece in the at the Federalist uh, and it's regarding Macron um, in um, um, going over to China and uh, just what happened there so we'll talk with her about that in the third and fourth segment Uh, So very important. So very excited about that. So anyway, because she's written the book Confucius Never Said, I decided to go to Confucius Confucius for our quote for the day. And Confucius was a Chinese philosopher and politician of the spring and autumn period, who is traditionally considered the paragon of Chinese sages. Confucius' te- teachings and philosophy underpin East Asian culture and society, remaining influential c- across China and East Asia to this day. He was born in 551 BC and died in 479 BC. And he said this, "Tell people and they may forget, show them they may remember, but involve them and they will understand." And I think in messaging today, I I think that that's important and maybe, you know, as as I'm reading that involve them. We see that there's so many messages to the emotions of people and that can be positive, but a lot of it is the negative, the fear component. So if I I wonder in a way if they use emotions to involve people in their messaging these days, what do you think, Steve?
2: Well, I'm thinking it actually to me it runs kind of contrary to where this culture is at today when I mean, people's involvement tends to be you know dropping off people just do not want to get involved they want to you know enclose themselves in their own little uh, cloistered world and you know and they watch from a distance watch from afar and then there you know, is certainly
1: that group. Yeah.
2: And with like, there are those who you know, make things happen. Those are thing; those who watch things happen and those who wonder what happened. So mm-hmm. it's,
1: yeah, it's, it's, it's nothing new. And I was talking about it the other day with, with someone, I mean, America was founded on a remnant of very courageous people, uh, founded on this idea of individual liberty. And there were those that were standing by, watching, just as you say, cloistered and, and focused on what they were doing in life. But there's a lot of courageous people out there, Steve. I'm I'm interact with them all the time, and that are working to inform people what what is happening. And uh, there are those, to your point, that they, and when we've talked with Dr. Rachel, that you can put the proof right in front of a, a portion of people. And it's so antithetical to what they have in their mind that they won't change their mind. And there certainly is that group. But there I think there's a big, broad group in the middle. And that would be blue dog Democrats, moderate Democrats, libertarians, unaffiliated Republicans, and Conservatives. There's a big, broad middle that they're looking at the party bosses on both sides of the aisle. And, of course, there's the radical activists that have taken over the Democrat Party and then there's the the party bosses on the republican side that basically have have not stood for principle as the democrat party is being taken over and then they're going actually i'm not even sure if they ask what what is happening because i don't know that it affects them like it does everyday people but the big broad middle that's a big big middle that we can involve in this because we're in a, a, this um, battle of ideas.
2: It makes me go back, and I, I, I go to this many times, and maybe you're tired of hearing it, and certainly the listeners are too, Victor Davis Hansen said, po- politics are existential. In other words, it's, it becomes part of your existence, or should. And when I look at the last line of this, get them involved, how can you not be involved or impacted by inflation? Or, you know, the price of uh, energy, any of those types of things, you're involved. And maybe, you know, they will understand.
1: Well, that's why we do this show is to to help educate you and inform you. And hopefully you can talk with your sphere of influence. And I know our listenership is growing. And we want to continue to message without all the rant and rhetoric, get experts on to hopefully have uh, those that are curious. Hopefully that will open up questions and that, that they can go from, each of you can go further into to learn about these different issues and so that is my hope and i'm just uh, i want to get over here to the bill of the day but i'm just looking and steve maybe you can if you'll do a quick search on this i should know this but i'm wondering when the colorado state legislature is out of session the damage that is going on right now is so significant now as you know I am the this is an all volunteer group the Colorado Union of Taxpayers and I would recommend that you um do a web search for Colorado Union of Taxpayers or it's I think it's coloradotaxpayers.org and uh, just put your name and your email in and just say that you want to be added to the email list and then on Mondays well that's our target on Mondays that we will send uh, a um email to all the legislators and to all those that want to be on the list of the positions that we are taking regarding next week's legislation.
2: Well, before you dive into the bill of the day, uh, they convened on January 9th and they will adjourn on May 6th.
1: Oh, my gosh, It can't come fast enough. May 6th.
2: <laughs> but uh, because... Haven't we seen, though, in the past since we've been doing Bill of the Day and, and we're so focused, laser focused on this, is that some of the most squirrely things will come in those last two weeks or so?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of squirrely stuff out there already. Now, um, so on Friday afternoons, my job as president is to take a look at all the bills with the schedule committee hearing for the next week. And then take a position, or, or I actually then I put the the bills that are selected out to the board, all volunteer board, amazing people, just amazing people. And then they analyze each of the bills that are on there, and then they recommend a yes, no, do not rate or monitor. And so, as of right now, I learned this last week. Uh, when I looked at it on Friday morning, there was one hundred and thirteen pieces of legislation, which was very daunting. Uh, as of right now, as of this morning, there's 134 pieces of legislation for scheduled hearing next week. Now, some of those are moving from one house to the other. Uh, so we have looked at them before, but that's pretty daunting uh, <laughs> if you uh, t- really think about that, Steve. So ugh, that's a lot. But with that, uh, I did want to talk a little bit about the bill of the day. And this is Senate Bill 23-276. One sponsor, it's Senator Steve Fenberg. And it's uh, regarding, it's modifying the Uniform Election Code of 1992, the law regarding initiatives and referendums, and the Fair Campaign Practices Act. So I'm a bit concerned about the law regarding initiatives and referendums, and I need to dig into this a bit more. The Actually, the bill... Um, summary is just super, super long. And, uh, so there's a lot in there, but apparently, uh, Jenna Griswold, the secretary of state and Finnberg are clashing a little bit over some of these changes, which I find this interesting. So this really is going to re- require, I think a real deep dive on it. But um, the Colorado Sun did report on it as well. But again, Finnberg did not come up with this. Somebody shopped this to him. And so it's going to be very interesting. I just wanted to see how long this thing is. It is. Keep going. Keep going. And again, regarding elections, we realize that elections have consequences. It's 81 pages long, Steve. So that's pretty long. But I did notice one thing right off the bat that I'm as concerned about, and that is increasing the number of drop boxes on college campuses. Uh, I think that that might be a strategy there that I'm, I'm pretty concerned about that.
2: <laughs> if you're camped out and you're watching the drop boxes, obviously there's more of them. It, make, it becomes more of a chore.
1: And college campuses, kids are so influenced there right now. So, and yeah, and college campuses have become very woke. So that's right off the bat. That's one of the things I'm very concerned about on the bill of the day. So.
2: Okay. I have a little tidbit of info here regarding uh, tax day. Okay. And I'm almost embarrassed that that, that this didn't jump out at me quicker than that. Anyway, uh, it is not, uh, you know, since Saturday is the 15th, normally you would expect it to fall on the 17th, but there's something else happening on the 17th. It's Emancipation Day in Washington, D.C. So that's oh. why it's now April 8th, Tuesday, April 18th. And I don't know oh. how I missed that.
1: Well, do you not find it interest? So they're celebrating Emancipation Day, which is okay, Um and so what is that? a, a ho- That's a holiday in Washington, D.C. It's uh, a yeah. federal holiday. Sounds that way. Probably. Yes, it is. Okay. Says,
2: says, it does say federal. Yes.
1: Uh, don't you find it a little ironic that they're celebrating Emancipation Day the day before that they are confiscating uh, all kinds of money from everyday hardworking people? Yeah. I mean, is that not ironic?
2: You know, here, here's your freedom, you know, from uh, your emancipation. Uh, in this regard, but we're you know, holding you. Just sla- kidding. Yeah. Just, yeah just kidding. <laughs> uh, financial slavery.
1: Right. And as Maggie Thatcher said, you can't have um, political freedom if you don't have economic freedom. And uh, yeah. So, okay, we're going to continue on again. I want to hear from you in the second hour, three Oh, three, four, seven, seven, 5600. And of course the, uh, the text line as well. I'm moving around here on this, um, outline a little bit, but, uh, we get to do this, all this, because of great sponsors. And I so highly recommend that that you work with each of these sponsors when you're needing those uh, particular services or those goods. And I highly recommend each and every one of them. And at the Roger, Stat- as, uh, Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team, Roger knows that life can be challenging, and it's the Mangan's team's mission to maximize your financial security as you manage the risks of everyday life. Call Roger Mangan at 303-795-8855 for more information. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's team is there. Rosie's doing it. So
3: is Yvonne. Same with Lori. Michelle's been it since February of last year. Jody started the year before that. And guess what? They're all saving by doing so. What's that? Oh, the doing part? They're using the Drive Safe and Save app from State Farm. Then they're saving up to 30% and more on their auto insurance. How about you? Are you ready to get at it and save? Call Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance at 303 795 8855. Don't delay, call Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance at 303 795 8855 today.
4: It's Colorado. We want warm homes in the winter and cool, comfortable homes in the summer. Johnny Stubbs Services is the heating and air conditioning company to call to ensure that your heating and cooling systems run efficiently and last for years. Johnny Stubbs Services' team of experts provide proper guidance to help you make informed decisions about your heating and cooling needs. Johnny Stubbs Services is prompt, reliable, and stands behind their work with a satisfaction guarantee. Kim Munson highly recommends Johnny Stubb services for all your heating and cooling needs.
3: Stay up to date on issues in public health and science by signing up and reading Dr. James Lyons-Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. Find more information about Popular Rationalism at KimMunson.com.
0: It's Friday.
1: Indeed, it is Friday. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure to check out our website. That is KimMunson.com. M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And uh, wanted to mention uh, the avalanche. Now we're getting into a time, Steve, where I start to pay attention to hockey. I mean, i I've used to be a, a sports nut, but it takes a lot of time. And now I'm over here doing what we do all the time. Uh, but uh, the Avalanche have made it into the playoffs, so a great place uh, to get together with friends to watch the games is Hooters Restaurants. And they have five locations: Loveland, Aurora, Lone Tree, Westminster, and Colorado Springs. They have great specials for lunch and for happy hour. I particularly love their fish and chips, and so again, a great place to get together with friends to watch the games. And uh, how they became business partners—it's a very important story about freedom and free markets and capitalism. And it actually is a story that goes back to 2015 when I was on city council, and it was a, in a way it was a precursor to some of the crazy stuff that we have going on today. And why city council men, women, town councilors need to make sure that as they sit, um, on almost all of them, when we talk to Colonel Rutledge, this whole thing of school boards and county commissioners and, and, um, city council people sitting up on dioceses elevated. I, I'm not sure I like that, but anyway, uh, it's, it's important to understand that, that all of the, all elected representatives, need to be representing the people within this idea of the great American idea that all men, businesses are created equal, and that we all have these rights of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And pursuit of happiness means that uh, people have the, the, the right to... Make their livelihoods, of course, certainly within law, a law-abiding uh, society. But that is really a litmus test that everybody needs to start to to look at. And when we think of that, and I'm looking at uh, 134 bills right now that may change. I and I didn't finish my thought on that regarding the bills with scheduled hearing last week. I looked at it on Friday and it was 113. And I didn't get to it until Saturday morning because of Good Friday. And that had been adjusted downward. So I'm going to just let you know how that works out. But right as of right now, there's 134 bills in Colorado that are scheduled for a hearing next week. And I would bet you that many of those interested parties that have written those bills and shopped them to legislators and who are now carrying them through the legislature to make them into law... Um, didn 't really look at these bills through the litmus test of freedom versus force force versus freedom, or the great idea of, of of the litmus test that all men have created equal with these rights from God of life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, Steve, so what do you think
2: Well, I just think of uh, you know i 've always had it out for lobbyists you know at the, <laughs> at the federal level in terms of you know knowing how they hang around the halls of congress and the way they exert their influence and i'm thinking if a congressperson does not know how to vote let him go to his legislators and find out we don't need this arm twisting and the opportunities to be passing money under the table and, you know and and we're now seeing the special interest influence happening right here and you know in our own state and it just it just turns good governance on its heels
1: Right, and we we do not have good governance in Colorado right now, and we did have uh, Representative Ty Winter on yesterday. Republican, he is in his first term, and uh, he, these uh, Republicans down there are are working hard. He's doing a really good job trying to hold the line there, uh, but it it's it's pretty daunting. And I, I'm very grateful for the principal Republicans down there that are holding the line. I've actually though, as I've looked at some of this legislation. Some of these uh, Republicans got, have gotten talked into putting their names on some of these bills that are antithetical to the American idea. Uh, one of them, I'm, well, there's several of them. And so we need to be watching those. And that's why I re- would recommend that you sign up for our um, cut newsletter. Or you can also go to the Colorado taxpayer, uh, dot org. I think that's it. I should know that. Anyway, put in cut or, uh, yeah, put in Colorado Union of Taxpayers and it'll come up. Um But also we have all of the ratings for each week there as well. So you can get the commentary on all the bills that we took, um, took a position on on that. I did want to get through this on the outline. And that is and this is crazy. Uh, well, first of all, it says that uh, this is from the Denver Gazette. It says Polis's power grab has hit a wall. And that is the Senate Bill 213. Which um, many of the municipalities throughout the state are up in arms. You're seeing uh, mayors, city council, men and women uh, have come out against this. And good for them. and And why they're concerned is is because the state is wanting to do a real power grab. Over local zoning, although many of these uh, mayors, they're more than happy to to take power from the individual. But you know, I guess we'll fight each battle that we have. So, uh, Polis is uh, running up against quite a wall on this, uh, producer Steve.
2: I can only hope so. I'd like to see anything that would just, you know, just not not necessarily knock his legs out from under him, but just pull back on some of his momentum.
1: Yeah. Well, the other thing that's interesting, though, and I think it is uh, House Bill 1190. I think that's the one of uh, right of first refusal, where government would have the right of first refusal at this particular point in time is for multifamily buildings. And there's some different nuances with that. But regardless, the government, first of all, should not be in that business. They're using tax dollars to buy property. For, of course affordable housing the government will control housing that's not going to end well and but these same many of these same mayors and city councilmen and women that are so adamant against 213 actually are supporting 1190 if you can believe that uh, so that's uh, that, that's we need to stay on top of that as well Natalie Minton was on yesterday to talk about that but interestingly I, I've got to get to this Uh, And that is Gavin Newsom is suing the uh, city of Huntington Beach, California, because as I was reading through the actual documentation or the actual article on this, it sounds very similar to Polis's. Senate Bill 213 that's making, making its way through the Colorado legislature. And this is from The Hill. It says, Newsom seeks to punish California City for refusing to adhere to housing laws. And it says that uh, they're seeking this court order to reprimand the city of Huntington Beach And it says the governor, together with State Attorney General Rob Bond, to file this motion with the goal of holding the city accountable for violating the housing element law. The law requires local governments to adopt housing plans that include sufficient opportunities for development as a part of a broader municipal agenda. The original lawsuit concerned the Orange County suburbs ban on applications to build housing under the state SB 9 and accessory dwelling units. They're called ADUs, and that's one of the camel's nose under the tent. Sometimes they call them mother-in-law units, but uh, uh, um, accessory uh, dwelling units. And this would allow homeowners to build up to four units and backyard cottages on single-family parcels. And that is what we're seeing over here in Senate Bill 213. Do you think this is by accident, Producer Steve?
2: (laughs) You know better than that.
1: Yes, I do know better than that. Hey,
2: I got a question before, you know, I I, confession. When you're on with a guest, I sometimes, I'm absorbing it all, but other times I've got other chores here that divert my attention. Yesterday with Ty Winter, didn't he have a specific or a special title for the there's a certain group of Republicans down there who are really getting some things done. Do you remember what that title was? I
5: don't
1: remember what it was. I'll,
2: have, I'll go in and listen to yesterday. Have to go in and listen I'll to that. Find it. Yeah, we'll talk about it yeah. next hour. I'm sure.
1: Okay, sounds great. That sounds just great. Then, um, so I think that that's really important to to notice, and then also um, this this was I was watching tucker last night and this is super interesting regarding actually you know what i think i want to wait on that uh because i think uh, i think we need to let things shake out just a little bit more regarding this this person that leaked this information regarding the ukraine war um i think we'll i think we will wait on that just a little bit steve i think i i had said i was going to wait on that and then i looked at it and i go oh, so no i'm going to wait at least to get this through the weekend and then Anheuser Busch, I know that you've been watching their stock price, oh yes, and it has uh, it's come back a little bit. But you know, I was thinking about it. Of course, you probably all know the story that uh, one of the, the the person that's taken over the marketing of Bud Light sent a commemorative uh, can to this transgender person, uh, which then many um, you've had different. Um, Country music stars that have uh, said, "Hey, we're we're not going to be supporting or working with Bud Light anymore." And of course, there's been this this big backlash on it, and there's been a reduction in the uh, stock price. But, gosh, you know, I was thinking about how about all of these distributors out there that have uh, been Budweiser distributors. I mean, this is really hurting them. As I I was looking at an article that. Um, there was a, a reduction in demand for Bud Light by, you know, some uh, different restaurants and bars by 30 percent. I mean, this is going to really affect these distributors. This marketing person really didn't think things through at all. Well, obviously, um, this whole woke thing doesn't think things through at all. But this is going to hurt every day entrepreneurial business people, Steve.
2: Well, that uh, smarty pants has uh, gone out on social media, and she's rather defiant, and she's you know just trying to put a certain segment of the population in their place. And I couldn't help f- uh, commenting. I said, well, honey, when the stock price falls uh, like it is today, and uh, you no longer have a job, maybe you'll have a different uh, line of thinking here.
1: Steve, as you just said this, <laughs> if, in fact, you were working there, and uh, you just—I uh, mean—the big issue is the fact that the stock price is down, and that the company has bought, has lost four to six billion dollars, depending on the day uh, of, of uh, st- uh, stock value. But you know what? You'd probably be hauled into HR for saying, "Well, honey, yeah, yeah, because <laughs> you can't do that anymore." Here I am. So, yeah, <laughs> come and get so, me. Uh, yeah, most definitely. So, okay. Um, I have a lot of great sponsors, and, uh, one of those great sponsors is Karen Levine with Remax Alliance.
2: Well, wait a minute. We got Aaron standing by. Well, you didn't
1: put, you didn't put that in my ear. So I was going to go to break and I was going to say, do we have Aaron? Don't so, you okay. you dare do that? <laughs> okay. I wasn't sure about that. So I am so pleased to have, uh, Aaron Koikendal on the, did I pronounce that right, Aaron? Welcome to the show, first of all.
6: Good morning. Yeah, it's
1: Kirkendall. Kirkendall. Okay, I see it right here. Welcome to the show, and you are the office manager. And I'm just thrilled to have Johnny Stubbs uh, Heating and Air Conditioning Services as a new sponsor. And you are the office manager. Yes, ma'am. And uh, so, first of all, I want to, you know, what is, um, you know, what is so special about uh, Johnny Stubbs Services?
6: Well, we're, well, of course, we're we're an HVAC company, of course, doing that. mostly. It's because our customers are our family. Like we, we're well trained staff. We like to come out and make sure that you feel comfortable with us as a company. We want to make sure that you feel comfortable with the job that we're doing, and we want to do it right. And we want to do it right the first time. So.
1: And um, and also, I think um, at, 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 a, at a, I mean, you explain your pricing as well, which I think is very important. Definitely.
6: We definitely. We don't want to. We, we don't want to hide anything. We're coming out. We're going to tell you exactly what it is. I want to be honest with you, and we're going to make sure that that um, you understand. You know, uh
1: <laughs> just, so, what, yeah, what yeah, just what we're doing, and, and have done. And you've put together something very special. We're coming into um, s- spring and summer, and in fact, we had a r- couple of rather warm days this week, and so people need to be getting out ahead of it uh, and getting it as uh, their air conditioning um, tune-up checkout uh, uh, scheduled, and I would recommend that they do that. And for the first 50 listeners from the Kim Munson Show, uh, you've got a great little uh, uh, gift bag for them, Right.
6: Yes, we do. Um, yeah, we definitely recommend you getting your um, air conditioner clean and checked. Make sure that when it's super hot, your uh, your unit is definitely working. And uh, yeah, the first 50 customers, when if they mention your show, they'll get a nice little gift bag with some goodies in it, um, like really nice cups and stuff. There's some other stuff in there, of course.
1: Well, absolutely, and um, now there is a special line if people that uh, for the the Kim Munson show, and that number is 720-782-2888. But if people are driving, uh, what is your website, and they can just mention uh, that they heard it about heard about it on the Kim Munson show as well. Correct, Erin?
6: Absolutely. Um, the website is Johnny dot com. Yeah, and they just give us a call, let us know they want a, a clean and check and just let us know where they that they've heard us on the show and we'll definitely get that um put in the system and uh get that gift bag ready for them.
1: Well, Erin Kirkendall, I greatly appreciate it. And I will be calling to get my uh, my um, air conditioning scheduled, and so I greatly appreciate that. And I'm so pleased to have Johnny Stubbs HVAC Services. So that's com as a new partner. You just have a great Friday. Thank you. You too. And indeed, I work with the best people as my partner sponsors. Another one of those is Karen Levine. Home
0: ownership, a place to call your own, has created wealth for Coloradans throughout the years. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine with Remax Alliance understands the importance of home ownership. Karen Levine works tirelessly at the local, county, state, and national levels to protect your property rights. With nearly 30 years' experience as a Colorado realtor, Karen Levine will help you navigate the metro real estate market, whether you're buying your home, selling your home, considering a new build. Or exploring investment properties. Call Karen at 303 877 7516. That's 303 877 7516
7: for answers to all your real estate needs. Pain can be exhausting and frustrating, and Kim was recently experiencing hip pain from life's wear and tear. Dr. Craig Stimson with Advantage Wellness Center was able to help. For over 35 years, Dr. Craig Stimson has been helping individuals and their entire families with non-surgical and drugless treatments to address sports injuries, back and neck pain, headaches, joint pain, and auto accident injuries. Call Dr. Craig at 303-691-1771 today for your appointment. Dr. Craig Stimson, he can help you too. That number is 303-691-1771.
2: You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of the Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim M-O-N-S-O-N.com. It's
1: Indeed, it is Friday, and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Check out the website that is kim munson m o n s o n dot com Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there. and you can email me at kim at kimmunson dot com as well. And uh, before we get over here to Helen Raleigh, I wanted to mention a nonprofit that I uh, really think is so special, and that is the Center for American Values. And it's located in Pueblo. It's a non-political organization formed in 2010 for charitable and educational purposes. And the center's founders identified the need for a national initiative to recognize and preserve the values of our great country and what it was founded on. And uh, the visionary and co-founder for the Center for American Values is Medal of Honor recipient Drew Dix and his hometown is Pueblo. And it's Dix's deep commitment to America that became the center's mission stemming from his personal desire for all generations to understand and never lose sight of the countless sacrifices made. The center fully recognizes that America's cherished values are enriched by all segments of society, including educators, caregivers, entrepreneurs, blue and white collar workers, and farmers and ranchers. The center's objectives and programs, Uh, they emphasize character education, leadership development, educational training seminars, executive study groups, Ceremonial activities and educational outreach programs and public tours. And so be sure and check that out. It is AmericanValueCenter.org. And I'd recommend that you put that on your list of things to do. Uh, and again, that's the Center for American Values. Uh, so pleased to have on the line with me Helen Raleigh. She is an American entrepreneur, writer, and speaker. She's a senior contributor at The Federalist, and her writings appear in other national media, including The Wall Street Journal and Fox News. Helen is the author of several books, including Confucius Never Said and Backlash, How Communist China's Aggression Has Backfired. And you can follow her on Parler and Twitter at H. Raleigh, that's R-A-L-E-I-G-H Speaks. Helen Raleigh, welcome to the show good morning kim uh you are really you grew up in china and immigrated to the united states and you are an american citizen but you have written a very important piece that was at the federalist french president macron sold the west out to china for an ego boost and you just published this yesterday so let's talk about this helen
8: right um I don't even know where to start. This is such a disappointment because the French, France and really in a broader scheme, Europe is, is such an important ally to the United States. So French French President Macron made a trip, to state visit to China last week. So It so happened at the same time when Taiwan's president was visiting the United States. When Macron was in China, he let him be played by the, by the Chinese uh, Communist Party host and he made a full album himself. Especially, he made some very damaging comments. He was talking about that the, uh, France and really Europe should have a different uh, foreign policy. You know, should have autonomy in foreign policy. Should not become a vassal state of the United States. Should not follow United States uh, lead, uh, especially on the Taiwan policy. So the conclusion is not only he made a fool out of himself, but his comments offered the Chinese Party a PR, a propaganda victory, while at the same time seriously damaged the transatlantic relationship. So there's a like um, he since he came back from China, he has received basically wide criticism from both sides of Atlantic.
1: Well, and Helen, when you had written your book uh, regarding backlash, that was, I think, Trump was still president at that time. And uh, China, well, tell us about that, because it seems like uh, China has gotten much more aggressive since you've written that book. What's your concerns? Well,
8: so the book was published in 2020. And the main sen- uh, theme of uh, thesis of my book was because of China's um, aggression, both domestically, you know, suppression of the Christians, religious believers, and uh, human rights activists, as well as aggression outward abroad, including geopolitical expansion in the south, including geopolitical expansion in the south. So all the I hear a little bit of echo in okay. my voice.
1: Did you guys, oh. I'm sorry. What, Helen?
8: Oh, I just, I just heard a little bit of echo in my voice. So I wonder if you guys heard the echo on your side.
1: You, you know what? I had just a quick little technical difficulty on that, and so unfortunately, I didn't get the whole comment on, on, on the that. So um, let's just continue on then. Regarding uh, the, the the fact that China has gotten more and more aggressive,
8: right? Okay, so yes, um, so China's ag- aggression, had especially its behavior um, against the Hong Kong uh, pro democracy movement, as well as how it behaves during the COVID the pandemic, um, has has caused a widespread backlash. Um, that is why that um, Mercon. Uh, comments about the Taiwan has received widespread criticism across the Atlantic even the Germans the Germans uh, quickly you know um, uh, quickly ca- came out and clarified that hey we're not on we're not with uh, Macron on this Europe needs to work closely with the United States to de-escalate the situation on Taiwan street um, but we are partners with the United States so you can see that the Macron comments is not popular but I do think his comments reflected that uh, Europe as a whole probably not all in uh, with the United States on the Taiwan issue. And as a matter of fact, President Biden still also need to clarify what is his Taiwan strategy is. He needs to make a case to the American people.
1: Do, do you think that Biden has a clear strategy on Taiwan? I mean, it, when we hear how closely the Biden family is tied to China... I, I'm very concerned about Taiwan. I think it's dangerous for Taiwan. Uh, and you watch this on a regular basis. What do you think?
8: Well, I found uh, the Biden administration's Taiwan policy is very confusing. You know, you know, on the one hand, uh, President Biden publicly said at least three times that the United States will come to Taiwan's defense, but three times his staff immediately walked back. to said, no, 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 he didn't mean what he said. Well, that's a pretty big policy blunder. And also, another sign of confusion. On the one hand, the Biden administration, you know, requests Congress to increase uh, weapon sales to Taiwan to help with Taiwan defense. But at the same time, we don't have weapons to send to Taiwan because we're exhausted by sending weapons to Ukraine. And and the uh, administration is very slow to reinvent Weapon, you know, production to even rep- rep- replenish our own inventory. So, what do we have to support Taiwan? And more importantly, what do we have to defend ourselves if China does invade Taiwan and decided to escalate the war? So, it's a very confusing strategy, and I think it is Working us into another war.
1: I'm concerned about that as well, and Helen. I, I think a lot of people don't understand the danger. Danger. We are. I. I we are losing so many of our freedoms, but yet I'm, it's almost like a slow boil. Um, mm-hmm. What are you seeing as you're out there talking with people, and, and you've really got your finger on the pulse from a national standpoint? Um, are people do they understand the danger that we're in right now? I
8: think some people, some Americans do. Um but uh, at a, at a grand scale, I, I'm very scared. I'm very worried about the direction of our country is going. I mean, you, you look at them. Because we cannot compete strategically, compete against China. We cannot defend Taiwan. We cannot even defend ourselves if we continue our current domestic deterioration, whether it's from the economy, you know, we're so heavily our national debt is just tripled and we our security, domestic security is deteriorating and you know, the most recent survey shows The Americans feel and feel, Americans feel patriotism um, or community connection. And thanks to the woke, you know, movement, the woke education really tear the fabric that unites us apart. I mean, we as a nation facing a lot of domestic challenges. And not to mention internationally, you know, Russia's continue engaging, engage aggressively in Ukraine. And China is a way bigger. Much more threatening international, uh, you know, adversary for the United States because China has a huge economy and there are many countries economically tied to China, so they are not all in with us if we do go to war. And you know, China is also very aggressive and quickly build up its uh, military, especially Chinese navy. So we're facing a lot of challenges. I I really really hope people are waking up, you know, to save this republic from further decline.
1: I do too, and that's why the work that you're doing and you write at the Federalist, and uh, I would recommend that people go and check that out because you are you just really are able to nail these issues. I'm talking with Helen Raleigh, and uh, she is um, an entrepreneur. She grew up in China, and uh, you can find her write many of her writings at the Federalist, but she also has appeared in the Wall Street Journal and the and Fox News. We have these important conversations, and they are important. Uh, because of great sponsors. Another one, uh, those great sponsors is Roots Medical.
9: Hey folks, Matthew Dark here with exciting news about COVID justice and how you can be involved in this critical moment in history. Colorado Healthcare Providers for Freedom in conjunction with COVIDPenalty.com is leading the way in protecting everyone's legal right to refuse an investigational new drug. There is no law that can force you to participate in medical research, and we need your help in bringing these lawsuits to fruition. To donate and view impending lawsuits, visit ColoradoMedicalFreedom.com. That's ColoradoMedicalFreedom.com.
10: Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881.
11: It's more critical than ever to get the firearms training you must have to be confident in protecting yourself and your family learning from the expertly trained instructors at franktown firearms and shooting range you will learn the skills necessary to be ready for anything you have to deal with if you learned how to shoot by way of granddad taught dad taught me you may be missing critical elements of safety and proficiency training that can only be learned in the right environment with a knowledgeable and industry-leading instructor who can analyze and diagnose shooting mistakes helping you prepare properly At Franktown Firearms, they believe understanding how guns work, learning the fundamentals the right way, and being confident in using a gun can mean the difference between life and death. When people leave Franktown classes, they feel empowered. They look forward to practicing and getting more training. Go to FranktownFirearms.com and sign up for one of our training classes today. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made.
1: Indeed it is Friday And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show Check out our website That's Kim M O N S O N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter And you can email me at Kim at com as well Thank you to all of you who support us We're an independent voice We search for truth and clarity By looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force Force versus freedom If something's a good idea You shouldn't have to force people to do it And I uh, did want to mention this really great event That is coming up for the USMC Memorial Foundation It is April 29th It will be at the Brown Palace Hotel and it is uh, to help raise money for this uh, remodel of the Marine Memorial and Ambassador Harry B Harris Admiral United States Navy is the featured speaker and special guest speaker is Sergeant Michael Medina and he is actually uh, also our guest for America's Veteran Stories this week uh, but would love to have you join us I will be emceeing the event and uh, you can get more information by going to usmcmemorialfoundation.org that's usmcmemorialfoundation.org Uh, And on the line with me is Helen Raleigh, and she uh, writes at The Federalist, but she also writes at, uh, you can find writings at Substack. So, Helen Raleigh, before we continue on with the discussion, how can people get more information about your Substack uh, essays?
8: Well, thank you, Kim, for mentioning that. I was just going to uh, bring it up. So, like everybody else, uh, everybody working in the media, that I also have a Substack newsletter. Uh, It's named after my first book, "Confucius Never Saids. So people can easily find me, go to substack.com, either search my name, Haller Raleigh, or just search uh, Confucius Never Said. I send out uh, newsletters on a weekly basis uh, commenting on China-related issues and and other topics such as immigration reform, as well as other uh, culture and uh, uh, life wisdom type of topics. So I would really appreciate if people will sign up, help support um, my independent voice.
1: And, uh, yes, and I have done that as well. And, the, and then there was, there's also pay, some paid content to, to support you, which, uh, I, um, I, I think is great as well. Um, you mentioned immigration and I was, as I was driving yesterday, Helen, I'm, I'm thinking I haven't, and I watch a lot of the news headlines. I haven't seen much about uh, the push at the border right now. Has, has that settled down at all? Or what's your thoughts about immigration right now?
8: Well, I'm glad you asked because I'm in the process of updating uh producing the second uh, second edition of my book on immigration, the broken welcome map Hopefully I can release the update uh in May. Um it's it's not settling down, Kim. It's just we the, the mainstream media stopped talking about it. Uh, because they're because they feel like they have other more important subjects to discuss, such such as, you know, have a man in the women's sports. Things like that, but our borders is totally collapsed um we do not we do not have a border, and the collapsing of our border the non existing of our southern border um has the, the news has been so widespread now um the border agent increasingly comprehends people travel all the way from Africa as well as from China, believe it or not. There are many Chinese refugees. Um, They escape from the communist uh, uh, tyrants and they actually travel all the way to Mexico and then try to cross into the United States that way. So um, not only are southern borders collapsing, actually we're also starting to see the weather's warming up Remember, we also share a long border with Canada. And because the weather and the natural condition, not as many people crossing from Canada into the United States. But nowadays, because the weather is warm and because we don't have a government that care about secure our borders, now you see more and more people are illegally crossing from U.S. to Canadian border as well. It, it has really become a serious problem
1: it really has and as we're looking at i don't on the uh, state level have you been watching any of i know you're more national so have you been watching any of these uh, affordable housing pieces of legislation that are going through the legislature here in colorado
8: well i honestly i have i haven't but uh, i can tell you that uh, i personally encountered several Incidents just from friends and relatives that uh, that they have been in the United States for a long time. They came here legally, but uh, their um, immigration application basically stuck in a backlog. So, because even though they came here legally, their immigration paper, they followed the law, they did everything, and our government was slow, uh, is slow to process their application. Now they are in some incidents, they were treated worse than people who came here illegally. You know, for example, um, a young person, a young people I know, a young person I know that, um, you know, she came here legally, came here with her mom, uh, stayed here, went to high school, went to a college. Now she couldn't get her driver's license because of her immigration paper is st- stuck in this backlog. And the person at the DMV kept telling her, It would be a lot easier if you are a DACA person. Basically, it would be a lot easier if she came here illegally because we actually have state policies on how to address children who came here illegally. They can easily get driver's license than a person who came here legally.
1: Well, and I was just thinking from a housing standpoint, as we were looking now at Governor Polis, it's uh, Senate Bill 213, it's uh, affordable, and we use the word affordable once, it's subsidized housing, which means you're taking money from one person, or if if it's federal dollars, it's taking from the next generations to give to another, but they're plopping these affordable housing, three and four story apartment buildings into uh, single family um, communities and I'm wondering where, where's all the people coming from that's going to be in these affordable housing buildings. And then I'm thinking, gosh, is this people that's coming across the border? I know, I don't know the answer for sure, but it's something to surmise to think about. Yes.
8: Well, yes, but also it, it could be it could be just Colorado residents or people from out of state. The Americans come out of state, but uh, living in poverty, and this is their solution to address the homeless problem. Even though it's it's not, uh, you know, excuse me, we have seen this uh, uh, being tested out, like in cities like San Francisco and uh, Detroit. This strategy really does not solve homeless problem because the homeless problem is really the root cause of homeless uh, problem as um. I have so many other different reasons why there's a homeless population uh, as you're working at downtown Denver. So I'm not sure this is the right strategy, but I I think this is their approach. So it's not necessarily over-targeted to migrants. Don't forget, police joined the the Florida governor, actually bused illegal immigrants to New York City. He said he was helping them to transit to where they really want to go.
1: Yeah, that was uh, very interesting and uh, somewhat uh, questionable. Regarding the homeless situation, as I've really looked at this, though, uh, we're not going to solve this issue because there is now so much money that is being put into the homelessness issue. And so there are people that are making a lot of money on the the tragedy of those that are living on the streets. And and we're not going to solve that problem until until we get really serious about that. And and if people are making a lot of money on this, um, I, I don't see that that's going to change right now, Helen.
8: Oh, I agree. And that's why I think we should look at what's happening in San Francisco. I think yesterday uh, it came through the newswire that the San Francisco, city of San Francisco actually is suing one of the nonprofits they're working with supposedly focused on um, uh, home, solving the homeless problem. Instead, what the uh, city of San Francisco found out was this nonprofit, the CEO, you know, they took a bi- millions of dollars, tax dollars, uh, from the city, but the CEO using the money to, you know, f- uh, f- fund it for her families, relatives, and not necessarily help with the homeless issues. So now the city is suing her, trying to get their money back.
1: Wow. Uh, good good luck with that, and I just think about just the politics in San Francisco right now. We've got about a minute left, and I'm talking with Helen Raleigh, and uh, you can find her at The Federalist as well as at Substack. Uh, how do you want to button this all up? I, it does seem uh, I'm very concerned about what's happening with China and, of course, with Macron, um, uh, his actions there. How would you like to button this up, Helen?
8: Well, I just I I think that the, we as Americans we really need to wake up. We we need to realize that we are at a crucial junction that are for our nation as well as for our families, our communities. You know, we're facing uh, many in you know internal decline uh, domestically, and then internationally we're facing serious challenges and uh, very formidable challenges, especially from China. That is probably the kind of challenge we have. We are very ill prepared as of now. Um, But I always like to quote Winston Churchill, you know, Winston Churchill said that the American world will do the right thing after we tried everything else. I feel like we already tried everything else and many of them did not work out. So I I want us to get back to do the right thing, you know, really strengthen ourselves. Domestically, strengthening our nation, strengthening our economy, uh, addressing you know security crime issues, and addressing the cohesiveness of being American, and then internationally, we should strengthen our you know national defense and work with our allies you know to help defend you know democracy.
1: That is a great recipe for success, and that is Helen Raleigh. And again, uh, you can find her at Helen Raleigh. That's R A E L. R-A-L-E-I-G-H speaks. And so our quote for the end of the show is from Confucius. He said uh, cultivate the root... And the leaves and branches will take care of themselves. And so we need to be addressing that right now in America. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, honestly and authentically strive for high ideals and like Superman, stand for truth, justice and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God bless America. Stay tuned for hour number two. It's Open Line Friday.
0: It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories.
1: An early childhood taxing district, what on earth is that?
0: The latest in politics and world affairs.
1: I don't think that we should be passing legislation that is so complicated that people kind of throw up their hands and say, oh, I can't understand it.
0: Today's current opinions and ideas.
1: It is not fair that just because you're a big business that you get a break on this and the little guy doesn't.
0: Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation.
1: Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to hour number two of the Kim Munson show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured. You're valued. You have purpose. Today's strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team I work with. That's producer Steve, producer Luke, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Echo. Uh, um, did I get everybody? And everybody here at Crawford Broadcasting. I get to work with a lot of great people. Happy Friday, producer Steve.
2: Well, thank you. Friday, uh, what is it? Uh, April fourteenth, April fifteenth is obviously tomorrow. And let's let's get it straight here: the tax filing day is not Monday the seventeenth; it is Tuesday the eighteenth. And the reason behind it is the Emancipation Day is observed in Washington D.C.
1: Which is the seventeenth. Uh, which uh, it is great: the emancipation of the. Um, slaves here in America. That's a a great thing. However, (laughs) we are looking at this new slavery of this excessive taxation Uh, and so it's just ironic that Emancipation Day is the 17th and then the taxes are due on the 18th.
2: Yeah, uh, and we've said it here before many times, if if the average American would just sit down and look at their taxation between federal, state, and local levels, uh, they they would just I don't know they would just be in shock, but it's like we're the, the frog in the kettle I guess and the water temperature is rising slowly so we we just don't seem to be too concerned about it.
1: Well, it's we're at uh, we're just at we're at boiling right now, and to Helen's point, Helen Raleigh, our guest in the first hour, is that uh, we need to be. Um, We need to to be doing things to reclaim our American idea. This out-of-control government spending and borrowing will be our demise if we do not get a handle on it. And this idea that there's free money, uh, that money has to be taken from somebody else. It's either neighbor, you know, people, other people, other states like California, they're out-of-control with what's going on and making terrible financial decisions. And then they're going, they're looking to the w- rest of the, the country going to the federal government and asking for dollars from everybody else for their bad mistakes. This has got to stop, but not only it's, is it taking money from others, but it's also taking money and opportunity from our next generations, which that is so antithetical to the American idea. I mean, you think about the the founders, uh, those that are trying to undercut America I uh, try to imply that the founders, it was all just self-interest, and that's why they put their lives on the line to pass on liberty to everybody else. If it was just self-interest, ultimately, I don't think that they would be willing to give their lives up. And as they were signing the Declaration of Independence, they could hear the British uh, cannons just down the river. And when Ben Franklin said, we must hang together or we'll hang separately, he meant literally hang separately because that was a death sentence as they were signing that the Declaration of Independence, and we've got to reclaim that kind of character in our country. Producer Steve,
2: well, you know, we always invite people to, and, and many other uh, conservative people as well on this station and on uh, other stations as well. People educate yourselves, and a great tool I'm looking at it right now is the U.S. Debt Clock dot org. Obviously, it's it's showing our, our debt status as uh, as a nation, but it also, you know, it's, it's very educational. It also shows the revenue side of things, you know, money coming in it, besides the money going out. And it also, I think one of the coolest new features is a state level debt clock. So, uh, org. Check it out.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and in Colorado, uh, we, the long bill. So that's like the budget for next year, uh, was recently introduced, and it increases government just about 10%, a little over 9%. And I I don't think that we need 9% more government here in Colorado. You take a look at that Senate Bill 213 that is uh, supposedly Governor Polis's marquee bill, uh, which would basically take... Uh, Local control of our communities, of our zoning, our communities, and take it, centralize it at the state level. It's never a good idea to continue to centralize things. We want control to be at the most local level as possible, and that most local level is each of us as individuals, and that, and we need to live our lives each day with integrity and virtue uh, as we deal with others. And it's not virtuous to to take money from other people and our children for and subsidize somebody else's life. It's just a bit, and, and within all that, there's all the control aspect of it as well. So, okay. First of all, do not leave me out on a limb. You guys have all, or many of you have requested an open line Friday. And so segments two, three, and four, uh, we will have open line Friday, so I do want to hear from you. This is a this is a big deal for us to change change this around. So I do want to hear from you, uh, but we get to have these uh, important conversations. And a new sponsor of mine that I'm just thrilled is uh, Dr. Craig Stimson. And uh recently i it's kind of wear and tear on the old body you now, don't you say a word, Steve. But I was having some challenges regarding my hip, and I then, when the girls were over, one of my friends said, "Are you limping a little bit?" I said, "Oh, I am, I'm struggling just a little bit with this." She said, "You should talk to my chiropractor, and that's Dr. Craig Stimson, and so I gave a call and went in and Uh, I've had a number of treatments and it is getting better and then of course he's also recommending that I exercise a little bit more too, Steve. I get focused on sitting here in front of my computer and I need to add that into the repertoire, but he has just really done an excellent job. And so I would highly recommend, you know, if you have different things, it could be back and neck pain or um, headaches, just just a whole bunch of, of, of issues, a joint pain. He, I, I think he helped me. I think he can help you. And that phone number is 303-691-1771. That's again, Dr. Craig Stimson at 303-691-1771 and uh are you gonna say something it better not be
2: well you warn me off and you tell me not to say so what could i possibly say
1: <laughs> i think when i uh put the word old in there i was concerned you were going to comment on that no nope. regarding the old girl nope
2: it's friday i'm not, i'm, I'm you're not going and, to and, you know, and then I've also discovered as soon as I back off and, and be nice then you're the one who starts
1: <laughs> acting there, up there is there is that aspect. But uh, again, I highly recommend Dr. Craig Stimpen, Stimpson, a chiro- chiropractor, and he really has helped me. And I think he can help you if you're having any of those challenges. And also, we talked with him about it last week. If you're having headaches, there's some things that he can do with that. And uh, I know that that can be so frustrating. Pain is just so frustrating. So he can help you out. Our quote for today, I went to Confucius because of, of Helen Raleigh as our our uh, featured guest in the first hour. And and, uh, she has written this book, Confucius Never Said. And Confucius was a Chinese philosopher and politician of the spring and autumn period, who is traditionally considered the paragon of Chinese sages. Uh, Confucius' teachings and philosophy underpin East Asian culture and society remaining influential across China and East Asia today. He was born in 551. He died in 479. And he said this, he said, Tell people, and they may forget... Show them they may remember, but involve them and they will understand. And so as we're thinking about that from a messaging standpoint, I think that's really a a great, a great quote for today, Steve.
2: Well, as government at all levels drags us down, we certainly are involved. So, uh, yeah, we understand. (laughs)
1: Yes, and so, um, yes. so great quote, and uh, the show comes to you because of great sponsors, and one of those great sponsors is Roger Mangan. He's been a state uh, farm agent for 47 years, providing for his customers and his family, giving back to the communities of Centennial, Littleton, Highlands Ranch, Englewood, Greenwood Village, as well as Castle Rock for help with your insurance needs. Call Roger Mangan at 303-795-8855. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan Insurance Team is there. Rosie's doing it. So is Yvonne. Same with Lori. Michelle's been at it since February of last year.
3: Jody started the year before that. And guess what? They're all saving by doing so. What's that? Oh, the doing part? They're using the Drive Safe and Save app from State Farm. Then they're saving up to 30% and more on their auto insurance. How about you? Are you ready to get at it and save? Call Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance at 303-795-8855. Don't delay. Call Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance at 303-795-8855 today.
0: Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has nearly 30 years of experience with the REMAX Alliance. As a director with the National Association of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect private property rights. Karen Levine believes in homeownership. Because of Karen's love of dogs, Karen volunteers regularly with GRRR, Golden Retriever Rescue of the Rockies, helping golden retrievers find their forever homes. Call Karen Levine to help you buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516.
3: Stay up to date on issues in public health and science by signing up and reading Dr. James Lyons-Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. Find more information about Popular Rationalism at
1: KimMunson.com.
3: It's Friday.
1: It is Friday, and welcome back to The Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured. You're valued. You have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. Check out our website. That is KimMunson.com. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. The text line is 720-605-0647. It is Open Line Friday. Before we get into it, I wanted to mention the USMC Memorial Foundation. They've got a very important event coming up at the Brown Palace. It's an evening with the ambassador on April 29th, and you can get more information about that at USMCMemorialFoundation.org. And also, as they're raising money for this um, remodel, you can buy a brick and support the USMC Memorial Foundation and this remodel, and you can honor your your military service, your loved one's military service. All that, you can find that at USMCMemorialFoundation.org. I am so excited that our inaugural... Uh, caller on our open line Friday is former State Senator Kevin Lundberg. You know him. He has the Lundberg Report. Senator Lundberg, welcome to the show.
12: Well, it's great to be with you. And I just heard you were having this open line uh, issue. And I thought, man, I'll bite <laughs> You were talking about taxes. That's uh, kind of an important issue to me.
1: Well, definitely. And I know that you are watching this legislation, this crazy stuff that's going on. Down there, but what specifically regarding taxes are you concerned about?
12: Well, you know, the first thing you you, you said, uh, uh, you and Steve were talking about. Uh, if you add all the taxes up, people wouldn't believe how much they really pay. And I've uh, contended that for many, many years. Uh, the way I put it is, if Mom and Dad both work, generally one of their paychecks is only paying the taxes because you add it all up, and it's like forty percent of your total budget goes back to the government in one form or another if you add it up uh, income taxes state and local and federal uh, the uh, property taxes the gas taxes the sales taxes and that's not even counting all the taxes that are folded into everything you buy because the businesses are all paying taxes as well so yeah people don't realize that the the pot is actually boiling hot and most of our time is spent in act in well most much of our time and almost half of our time is spent simply paying the government for everything they've got their handouts with and here in colorado we've got the taxpayers bill of rights that's supposed to limit the growth of taxes so instead what they do is they turn it into fees you know have have you uh, have you noticed uh, when when you pay uh, your car registration uh, amounts it's uh, it's all fees. There, there's a tax attached, but if you, particularly if you have an older car, instead of the what it used to be about twenty six, twenty seven dollars per car per year, now it's almost a hundred dollars. Or if you add the new fee that they're tacking on, that's kind of sort of kind of optional, and that's for the state uh, parks uh, uh, pass entrance pass fee. It's over a hundred dollars. <laughs> Just amazing.
1: So Kevin Lumberg. When in the the declaration, it says um, we have these rights from God of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, the pursuit of happiness, if in fact, um, 40% of your money is paying for government, uh, that, and we're, as you said, we're at a boiling point because that's continued to grow and grow and grow. That is meaning that, that that uh, your pursuit of happiness, a lot of that money is being taken out of your pocket for your happiness and being used for for government and, and PBIs, I call them politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties, for their happiness. What's your thoughts on that?
12: Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it, 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 it does boil down to the principle of liberty. Does liberty mean that you have the prerogative to conduct your life as you see appropriate or does some tyranny drive, you know, are you a slave to something? Um, And taxes just translate into that. Now, let me look at that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness phrase, because there was an alternative that they considered. Rather than pursuit of happiness, uh, really that means property to a large degree. But back when they were uh, writing the, uh, um, the Declaration of Independence, uh, some people were considered, literally considered property, and that's, that was the slaves. So they, they said, no, 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 you, you aren't endowed by a right to own somebody else. So they, they made it pursuit of happiness. But if you go to the 14th Amendment when they abolished slavery, they now say life, liberty, and property. So, yes, property is what you own and control, But if you're paying taxes at a, you know, at at an exorbitant rate, you really don't control that property anymore. The government does. And, you know, when it comes to property taxes, they use that as kind of a way to manipulate what you use your property for.
1: Uh, yes, and we talk a lot about that, 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 and that's a force word, that manipulate, ma, uh, manipulate, exactly. coercion, those are all force words. Now, Senator Lundberg, you're gonna find this interesting, uh, Steve just checked it out. A tax Freedom Day is April 16th. And so what that means is, is the money after that, all the money that you've made up until whatever that Tax Freedom Day is, goes to the government. And, of course, that date continues to get further and further into the year. But is it not ironic that Tax Freedom Day is April 16th, Emancipation Day is April 17th, and people have to pay their taxes this year on April 18th? Is that not ironic?
12: Yeah, yeah. Well, and, of course, that doesn't take into account anything other than the income taxes because, as I say, if you add them all up, Tax Freedom Day is probably you know, June 28th or something like that. Um, um. And, you know, it 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 is way too much. Um, and we have to keep that in mind. People down at the... I spent two years on the Joint Budget Committee in, in the state legislature. And that that's where you put all the little nuts and bolts together when it comes to the budget. And, and you're very much restricted to what the legislature has determined to be the law so you can't just slash everything uh without changing a whole lot of other things that we just didn't have the prerogative to do but but you look at it and and it is just so controlling and so overwhelming to the average citizen who is working for their living Um, you know and, and here's another dilemma a lot of people are actually not paying a lot of these taxes. They're more on the, you know, the subsidized side of things. And and I think there's an appropriate level for a basic safety net to make sure people aren't starving on the streets. But but we've developed this mindset that the government giveth and the government taketh. Uh, and, you know, blessed be the government. Unfortunately, um. So yeah, you you really hit a button when you start talking about taxes. And, uh, and I'm listening.
1: Well, and uh, regarding, you, I know you've had this experience on the Joint Budget Committee, and the long bill, which is the, the budget, was recently introduced, and um, it's growing the budget by almost 10%. While we are, it looks like we're facing a recession, uh, well, I think we are in a recession, actually, here in America. <clears throat> What's your thoughts on this, this uh, long bill?
12: Well, a couple of things. One is they keep saying it's 38.5%, but when I read the actual numbers, and I've got it right in front of me here, um, it says $40.498 billion um, when you add up everything. it's uh, and, and, yeah, it's growing way too fast, and it's growing on a lot of federal debt dollars, too. Uh, so they... Uh, You know, know, as I say, Taxpayers' Bill of Rights does limit how the general fund grows, but when you look at the overall picture, they're spending everywhere at a very, very fast pace. And they do know, I'll I'll grant them this one thing, and that is that they did maintain a fairly um, generous cushion with what we call the statutory reserve, which are dollars set aside that aren't spent, that that are left in the bank, for the contingencies of what if we don't have as many revenues as we think we're going to have, um, so they kind of think that things might be getting going south. But, but they boy they haven't pulled pulled back on the programs. They've instead increased everything, and we've got three more little more than three more weeks to go with this session. Over three hundred bills are out there, and I'll guarantee you that most of those three hundred plus bills and more to come have another price tag to them so they continue to just you know shovel the money out the door and it's uh, federal dollars that they've gotten through all of these uh, you know outrageous covid uh, supposedly covid recovery pro, uh, programs uh but yeah yeah as, as we head towards tight fiscal times um we need to be thinking in terms of less rather than more when it comes to government but It's just not the mindset. And and so, what we end up with? More taxes, more control, uh, less freedom, less property that you own and actually control on your own.
1: Well and that I think is an excellent segue into these housing bills that we are seeing down at the state house and Senate Bill 213 we're seeing municipalities are really pushing back that's that big land use that's, that's being named uh right. Pulis's marquee bill but it is basically taking local control pushing it to the state and so many of these municipalities that have been more than happy to exert their control and power over the citizens uh, are very frustrated about this centralization. So I'm pleased that they're they're pushing back on this. But yet on this uh, right of first refusal that government would be having the right, the first right of refusal to buy property. This is madness, uh, Kevin Lundberg. Well,
12: yeah. Yeah. And, and think about that. Why should the government be so interested in buying all these uh, uh, multiple-unit housing, uh, uh, you know, these apartment buildings? Um, We used to call that, by what it really is, which is called socialism. The government owns and controls everything. And uh, to give uh, local governments the ability, uh, the right to refusal, a first refusal. There are two elements here too. One is the fact that why they should they be buying this in the first place. But number two is this this just wreaks havoc on anybody who's trying to sell their apartment building. Um and because it's it says you're to give the local government, I think it's sixty days to decide whether or not they want to buy it instead. So first you've got to put it on the market then you've got to find a willing buyer. Then you have to tell the willing buyer, but you have to wait two months because the government may want to buy this instead. Yeah, right. Um, it's 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 more of that that control that is uh, deeply troubling. And yeah, just yesterday I was down at the Capitol, uh, uh, ran into uh, Scott James. He's a commissioner up in Weld County, and and that was top of his uh, list was two thirteen. He said, "This is nuts." And he said, look, I used to be a mayor, I'm a commissioner. Um, this takes all of the land use control away from local government. These are the folks who really know how their communities operate. And instead, it's, it's the governor stepping in and saying, uh, guess what? Centralized government control is what we want. Um, you know, you had Helen on there, yes, uh, in the last hour, talking about uh, uh, some of the concerns she has with China. Well, guess what they do? They own and control everything, and how's that working out for those folks? You know that, that's what we're asking for, and that's what's coming. And yeah, thank you, Governor Polis. He's uh, right at the front of the list to thinking he can uh, he can run your life better than you can.
1: Well, and he's tried to paint himself as a libertarian. There's nothing libertarian about this whatsoever. No, you mentioned it's it's socialists, and and so he's really tr- showing his true colors on this.
12: Absolutely, uh, and uh, Kim, you and I, and other people who know better, need to to, to speak it uh, louder. You might say. As a matter of fact, uh, you actually helped us uh, uh, us, meaning the Republican Study Committee of Colorado, publish a book back in 2020 where we talked a little bit about what had happened during Polis's first two years uh, in office. Um, maybe I can just tell you here on the air. That we're planning on revising that that uh, book because now Polis has had five years to bite at the apple and it's it getting worse and worse. Oh, little foot, personal footnote. I hope you can join us in in developing that revision to the book. But I, the reason we would to. do it is, yeah, the reason we would do it is because we need to tell the real story. Um, Jared Polis is is a very shrewd politician. And he wants to tell you he's, uh, you know, he's he's giving everybody oh as much freedom as possible, but really he's just grabbing it in huge handfuls for for the government.
13: That and, is, and I heard
12: that we'll we'll put you down as part of the uh, the uh, um, revision team for that
5: book.
1: Okay. Well, I will be honored to do that. Kevin Lundberg, thank you so much for being my inaugural uh, caller on Open Line Friday. Really important conversation, and I greatly appreciate that. The number is 303-477-5600. Keep up the great work, Kevin Lundberg.
12: Well, thank you very much. It's always a privilege to work with you. And, uh, Kim, you are a breath of fresh air in kind of a dark and gloomy political environment right here on this stage. So, um Let's just keep charging forward.
1: We will. We're going to keep on keeping on. So thank you, Kevin Lundberg. And again, Open Line Friday, 303-477-5600. And uh, the show comes to you because of great sponsors. And we had talked with Aaron Kirkendall with um, Johnny Stubbs uh, Heating and Air Conditioning Services in the first hour. I'm so pleased to have them as a new sponsor of The Kim Munson Show.
4: It's Colorado. We want warm homes in the winter and cool, comfortable homes in the summer. Johnny Stubb Services is the heating and air conditioning company to call to ensure that your heating and cooling systems run efficiently and last for years. Johnny Stubb Services' team of experts provide proper guidance to help you make informed decisions about your heating and cooling needs. Johnny Stubb Services is prompt, reliable, and stands behind their work with a satisfaction guarantee. Kim Munson highly recommends Johnny Stubb Services for all your heating and cooling needs.
7: Pain can be exhausting and frustrating, and Kim was recently experiencing hip pain from life's wear and tear. Dr. Craig Stimson with Advantage Wellness Center was able to help. For over 35 years, Dr. Craig Stimson has been helping individuals and their entire families with non-surgical and drugless treatments to address sports injuries, back and neck pain, headaches joint pain, and auto accident injuries. Call Dr. Craig at 303-691-1771 today for your appointment. Dr. Craig Stimson, he can help you too. That number is 303-691-1771.
2: No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N.com.
1: Indeed, it is Friday. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. It is Open Line Friday and want to hear from you 303-477-5600. Uh, before we get to Johnny in Denver, wanted to mention the Center for American Values. Uh, their mission statement is to honor the extreme sacrifices made to help sustain America's values and to ensure these extraordinary actions are preserved forever. Talk about important work. Their vision statement is that they're a source for future generations to learn and explore how doing the right thing for family, community, and country will keep America great. Their core values are honor, integrity, and patriotism. And they have some great educational programs. But check all this out. You can do that at AmericanValuesCenter.org. That's AmericanValuesCenter.org. Johnny in Denver, welcome to Open Line Friday. What is on your radar?
14: Well, um, I, I was listening to this other program, and they were talking about some kind of special meeting in Colorado, in, in Denver, at the Denver Convention Center, where they're planning on clearing out all the homeless people because they want because they want, the people that are coming uh, from Canada and, and other places to meet here. They want them to see a image of Denver that is projected on the website for why people come should, should come to Colorado. But it's a false narrative because they don't show you the people yelling at each other, or, or no, me yelling to people that are not there, you know, and and people that are shooting up and doing all these kind of drugs. So, from let's see, the I think it was, it's going to start that Friday, leading into the, the Monday, the 24th, and so you will see a big cleanup in downtown Denver. Unfortunately, we'll be out of out of town, so we won't be able to enjoy this since we live downtown. <laughs> um and uh and so it just seems that you know they know how to clean it up but uh what I think one of the reasons why they they will not um continue this cleanup is because i uh I know someone that because of the the homeless situation this all this money they're spending on the homeless they're now able to hire people to um counsel uh counsel the the, the homeless and if you have been homeless, you don't need a degree because this guy said that 10 years ago he needed a four-year degree to do the job that they're going to hire him for this coming Monday. So all that money is going towards hiring people to uh, serve these people, but they're not really planning on getting rid of it because it's it's, it's like a catch-22. Here's all this money. we got to spend it, so let's hire people to uh, put up that massage of, of, of well, we're doing something about this.
1: Right. Absolutely. And I think that you have nailed it. First of all, uh, I hardly ever see anybody riding light rail, but I imagine that uh, light rail be, will be used to uh, oh, yeah. push homeless people into the suburbs as uh, they're trying to do this cleanup for this uh, particular event. And I just tried to look. It says two days ago the Denver Auto Show is April twelfth through the sixteenth. Uh, There's some other events coming in, so I don't know exactly which event you're talking about. Yeah. But, uh the,
14: the combination is going to be on the twenty fourth, but that weekend, it's going to be a, that whole weekend. And I was, I was looking at the calendar. I was kind of scroll up so I can get to, so I, I can give you the, the 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 right name of this this e- event, but it's some kind of uh, it's, it's it's a bunch of liberals and and. Democrat politicians getting together, bringing people from, of course, uh, I heard like Canada and some other places to this international meeting um, that, like I say will culminate on Monday, the 24th. Okay. uh, Well,
1: now, I I see one here. There's a City Summit of the Americas, and it says that's April 26th through the 28th. So, yeah, I imagine if they're bringing people in to have a city summit, yeah, they – and and Johnny, this is the thing that is so that I am so frustrated about because, you know, when Hickenlooper was mayor, he said that we'll start these programs and we'll be rid of homelessness in you know, a certain amount of time. Well, yeah, right. Instead it has ballooned. Whenever government comes in and subsidizes this and takes over the program, you know it's gonna grow. They're not gonna solve the problem because if they solve the problem then the gravy train of money Will disappear. So they make home um, buying a home. They they make that more and more expensive. Uh, they're taking more and more control of our housing, and uh, it's just more and more control. And the, what's so frustrating is there are those that are mentally ill on the streets. We know oh, yeah. that you see that, uh, and and to then stick them on corners as pawns to continue to i think remind people that there's this homelessness challenge instead of really solving the problem and those with to put people that are mentally ill on the corner and have them living on the streets there's something cruel about that i think johnny
14: yeah. yes and also um a neighbor my uh, cuz i was wondering, like where are these people coming from and i and i guess a few years ago they closed down the mental institution in pueblo so they have to send them somewhere. So a lot of those people, I mean, they, they were probably scattered throughout here and then maybe some other places as, as well as they closed down those institutions. And I'm thinking, like, there must be a humane way to, um, I guess, take care of these people uh, without just letting them just, you know, flounder right. Uh, uh, right. In, the, in our downtown city. But that was that was part of the, the, the influx of, of some of these people that are mixed in with with probably just people that are choosing to be homeless and then people that are homeless because of whatever reason, drugs, or or just bad luck or, or what have you. So, it, Personal it, choice. Yeah. And, and so, so we're seeing this. I'm looking at this, and, and it's like this is all, uh, like we call it the pandemic. This is almost like a mm-hmm. planned homeless situation right. as well.
1: And several years ago, I wrote a piece. You can find it at com. the homelessness industrial complex. And uh, I think that's what we have going on here. Johnny in Denver, I so appreciate you calling in on our open line Friday. I know that uh, you think about these important issues. You've uh, put your, yourself on the line and you've run for state house. And thank you for doing that. So that's Johnny in Denver. Thank you. And I do want to hear from you, 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. And I want to talk with Nancy and Fort Collins here in just a moment. Uh, she was down at the state capitol, but uh, did want to mention that the show comes to you because I have these amazing sponsors, and one of those is Lauren Levy. He is an expert in the mortgage arena.
9: Hey folks, Matthew Dark here with exciting news about COVID justice and how you can be involved in this critical moment in history. Colorado Healthcare Providers for Freedom in conjunction with COVIDPenalty.com is leading the way in protecting everyone's legal right to refuse an investigational new drug. There is no law that can force you to participate in medical research and we need your help in bringing these lawsuits to fruition. To donate and view impending lawsuits, visit ColoradoMedicalFreedom.com. That's ColoradoMedicalFreedom.com.
11: It's more critical than ever to get the firearms training you must have to be confident in protecting yourself and your family. Learning from the expertly trained instructors at Franktown Firearms and Shooting Range, you will learn the skills necessary to be ready for anything you have to deal with. If you learned how to shoot by way of granddad taught dad taught me, you may be missing critical elements of safety and proficiency training that can only be learned in the right environment with a knowledgeable and industry-leading instructor who can analyze and diagnose shooting mistakes, helping you prepare properly. At Franktown Firearms, they believe understanding how guns work, learning the fundamentals the right way, and being confident in using a gun can mean the difference between life and death. When people leave Franktown classes, they feel empowered. They look forward to practicing and getting more training. Go to franktownfirearms.com and sign up for one of our training classes today. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made.
1: It is Friday. Welcome to the Kim Kim Munson Show. Check out our website. That's kimmunson.com. That's m-o-n-s-o-n.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by d- looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And uh, before we get back into our open line Friday, the number is 303-477-5600. The first thing I wanted to do is mench- uh, mention Janssen Photography. It is an amazing uh, photography, um, not studio, but Actually, several acres in Lakewood where they have all these different um, the, the backgrounds that they can do uh, your, your photos for your portraits. And they do senior portraits, families, children, and headshots. And my friends, uh, a good uh, portrait, a headshot is so important whether or not it's for business or if you're going into politics, it is, it, it is so important. And so would highly recommend that you check out JansenPhotography.com. Uh, we've done a complete set of new photos for me, which we will be using those soon. Uh, Zach, my media guy said, Kim, you've got to get some new photos. And so I called, um, JansenPhotography and they did an amazing job. So that's J-A-N-S-S-E-N photography.com. Be sure and check that out. Uh, wanted to mention on a text line and the text line is two. 72- two Oh six Oh five Oh six four seven that um, Eric said that actually he thinks that they're cleaning up downtown Denver for Sanco de Mayo. And that probably makes a lot of sense as well. But uh, Nancy from Fort Collins is on the, on the line it's open line Friday 477 5,600 Nancy in Fort Collins. What's on your radar?
13: Well, good morning, Ken. Um, I was, uh, I was at the Capitol last night and I just wanted to let kind of give an update for people like breaking news, I guess, <laughs> uh, regarding the uh, mental health, the school mental health uh, assessment bill. That's uh, HB 23-1003. And a lot of parents have been upset about this bill because even though it would allow parents to opt their children out of this mental health screening, any child 12 and up can opt themselves back in without parental knowledge or consent. Um, and so there were a bunch of us there speaking out against the bill, pointing out its problems. And I want to give a shout out to uh, Senator Jim Smallwood, who really um, worked behind the scenes to create a couple of amendments that improved the bill to some degree, but it's the fundamental problem is still there for most situations. Um, in other words, if your child is found to be immediately suicidal uh, from the screening, then the parents will be notified but otherwise, the child can be referred for counseling sessions, therapy, uh, up to six free sessions without parental knowledge or consent if their child says, no, I don't want my parents to know.
1: And, so. Nancy, thank you, first of all, for that update. What uh, Do you recall in the bill, now I know 12 and up, they can opt themselves back in without parental notification. Mm-hmm. When At what grade level do, does ten zero zero three? Or ten zero three kick in. I mean, is it kindergarten or where do they start to do these screenings? Um, sixth grade. It is sixth, sixth grade. 12. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um,
13: what a, now, thing... younger children can 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 take the screening, so a younger child can do that. Um, this is what's confusing, <laughs> but it's not like required as far as I can tell. <laughs> okay. So, like in Nancy... twenty eleven. They could take the screening, but they would not be able to opt themselves back in. Does that make sense? Okay.
1: Okay. Yes, Yes. it does. Nancy, uh, my concern as I start to connect these dots, we see legislation layered upon legislation in each session, but also from year to year. So several years ago, it's a law here in Colorado that... 12-year-olds and up can give permission to take psychotropic drugs without their parents knowing. And this can start to mess with their minds. We see this whole agenda regarding the transgender agenda, grooming, manufacturing, uh, these thoughts for kids. Then we pile on this health screening thing. And then there's another law that says that counselors... Um, psychologists that they cannot if if um, if if a, a child comes in and th- thinks that they're transgender th- that counselor has to affirm that instead of talking about maybe they're not and I see this possibly setting it up at some point in time Nancy is if your child comes home and says they're transgender and you think they're just going through a phase and kids go through phases but you don't affirm that mm-hmm. Uh, through gender mutilation, either through pharmaceuticals or actual surgery, then they could say that you are not affirming your child, the child doesn't feel safe, and you could see social sur- services coming in and starting to take kids out of families. Is that, is that too crazy, or do you think that's a danger?
13: Oh, my gosh. Um, no. Unfortunately, Kim, you're not too crazy. Um, in fact, we've already seen that where I, I believe you've had Aaron Lee on the show, but... She and, and there are other cases. Most parents are not willing to come and speak out. Um, but there are definitely other cases up here in northern Colorado where, where the concern was that Child Protective Services was going to be called on her and her, her husband. Uh, fortunately, in their case, the principal decided it wasn't necessary. But, yes, they are working. They really believe children need to be emancipated from their parents at a young age, particularly with respect to the sexuality stuff um whatever it is i mean abortions children now from 12 and up can get abortions without even parental notification um std testing uh various other they can get the hbv vaccine uh these are medical procedures some of them surgeries uh potentially and certainly all of them have risks any medical procedure does and for a parent of a minor to not know what's going on with their daughter who, or son um it puts these kids in a dangerous position,
5: uh, mentally
13: and, and actually physically. It's, it's shocking to me. <laughs> I don't
8: yeah. understand it. A, a minor can't,
13: can't be emancipated until they're at least 15, and that's only with a judge's permission. They can't buy guns or alcohol or cigarettes until they're like 21. I mean, it's, it's, it's nuts. and Yet they can go get pregnant or do whatever, <laughs> get an abo- multiple abortions if they need to.
1: It's crazy, Kim. Yeah, <clears throat> we, are in, we are in crazyville, that is for sure. Nancy, thank you so much for calling in on Open Line Friday. I really appreciate it, and thank you for that update. You bet. Thank you. Okay. We have Jolene in Greeley on the line. Jolene, what's on your radar?
5: Well, I really appreciate being able to talk to you, Kim. I listened to your program faithfully, and I just wanted to call as a teacher. I teach in a school district north of here, and it's a rural school district. And um, I get my feelings hurt when you say these teachers, but I'm um, talking about para because it is all state workers. It's not not only teachers, and I know you don't mean it in a bad way, but um, anyway, we just don't we don't have a choice. It's what's set up for us. There could be a choice if it was done um, foundationally, but that doesn't seem to be happening.
1: Jolene, first of all, thank you for listening and thank you for calling. Uh, because I think, as I and I do, I, I beat up on Para because I, I I think there's a lot of unfairness in there. But you're, I think you're reminding me that there are so many great teachers that are dedicated to our students. And, um, I think I need to watch my narrative a little bit more on, on that. Uh, I'm frustrated that, uh, the taxpayer, for example, in Douglas County is paying 21% of payroll into PARA. And I'm thinking that is money that could be used to pay t- teachers more than 11% of payroll. And I, I really appreciate you calling in and giving me, me your honest, opinion on that because i would never want to hurt the feelings of these great teachers that are out there fighting it every day and and you know the other thing i think about it is with these shootings that have happened i mean we expect our students and our teachers and our administrators to go to work in the morning and come back and so thank you um for for your honest assessment on this jolene i really appreciate it anything else
5: well, I was going to talk to you about the whole um, supporting—well, I could talk to you about school safety and then the supporting my classroom, you know, the money I get, um, and then just those few things. I think, for me, working in a small rural district has been great because the parents are heavily involved. Everybody knows each other, and not much happens that parents aren't aware of. And I think that's the difference between, um, you know— working in a huge school district where parents are not involved. And then, you know, the state kind of takes over their lives, like you've been describing in these different bills that, you know, children would be counseled to do this and that, that their parents don't want them to, but the parents aren't involved. Um, And then also about the classroom situation, and um, I have $500 to spend on whatever I need for my classroom. And I actually work in two classrooms, I work at two schools, so um, I have $500 at each school, and the times I spend my own money is when I've spent the budget, or um, it's last minute and I can't get, you know, I can't just go asking for a reimbursement. They don't allow that. So I will spend my own money, and I, in a way, it's like, well, I just want to do this for the kids, so I'm going to spend my own money. Um, about the, About associations... Um, we we don't have to belong to one. And those are the things I just wanted to bring up. Well, Jolene, um, please call back
1: in again as well. This has been really great. And you sound like a teacher that every every uh, parent would love to have their child in your class. Thank you so much, Jolene uh, in Greeley. Thank I you. appreciate it. Okay, and uh, Open Line Friday, we have Mark and Black Forest. What's on your radar?
15: Morning, Cam. I wanted to uh, congratulate you on, um, on your good job of subsidizing, um, the, um, using the word subsidize instead of affordable. <laughs> um, I think that has really, really stuck with you, and maybe um, you can send you kind of uh, correct your guess on that. Um, I now have four more words for you to, to take on and okay. try to change the nar- narrative. One is um, liberal. Another one is progressive, another one is woke, and the other one is grooming. Um, okay. So you can use the word socialist. I think that's a good substitute for liberal and progressive. It's more accurate um, and more impactful. Um, and uh, Marxist or Marxism is a good substitute for woke or CRT. And uh, finally, recruiting. I think recruiting uh, might be a better word Uh uh, instead of grooming.
5: Ew.
1: You are. Oh, boy, when you put it like that. okay, I will continue to go to work because, Mark, as you know, language is so important. We've been in a battle of language and people have not even realized it. And that's why I really encourage to no longer call the Democrat Party Democratic. There's nothing democratic about it. So that is another word. So I I thank you and I will continue to work on this. I appreciate anything else. Mark and Black Forest.
15: Um just a nuance on um c r t um and woke um there's kind of like two flavors of marxism there's the the Marxism that we're all familiar with with you know um taking money from some and giving that that money to to others so it's like an economic marxism but c r t is really a cultural marxism um giving you know reparations or whatever for for one from one group uh, to another just based on race. So there's oh, that's, kind of a nuance there.
1: Okay, well, thank you. I really greatly appreciate it. And Mark and Black Forest, were out of time, so thank you. And thank you to all of you who called in on this Open Line Friday. We will do this again next week. And uh, I really I, I, appreciate it. I think it was a, a big success. Our quote for the end of the show is from Confucius. And Confucius said this, Cultivate the root and the leaves and branches will take care of themselves. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, If honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. Fierce.